Hi folks, Bob Main here with another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. I carry a gun because I can't carry a cop. Well, this is episode 499. Man, I can't wait. Pretty soon, I'm going to be able to say this is episode 500, but... And I got some special stuff planned, but right now, episode 499. Uh, this is March 15th, 2020. Uh, right here in the middle of this uh, quarantine we have here in America because of the coronavirus. I think this whole deal is way overblown, but it is a concern. It is something that we all should be taking seriously and trying to prevent and things like that. I just think there's too much panicking going on, but you know what? The people who are panicking are those who are not prepared, and um, that's just the way it is. Those who are not prepared are panicking, and you know, many of you started listening to me when I did today's survival show, a common sense prepping podcast, and I did that for, I believe it was around seven years and over 250 episodes, and I called it today's survival show, helping you do what you can with what you have wherever you are, Uh, you know, and I said a lot of stuff over those seven years, and all my guests said a lot about getting prepared, and frankly, I don't think there's been much of an improvement in American culture, and maybe even around the world as we see what's going on out there, not much of an improvement in people's ability to be prepared for disasters. And here we are. We have have a disaster. The coronavirus is a disaster. Not all disasters are are apocalypse events. This is not one of those. It's not one of those. It's not going to be one of those. Everybody is sort of acting like that. And, you know, our media and our, our government, give me a break, our media and government on both sides are just way overblowing this. They're just getting way too uh, sensational about this whole thing. But it does show you what happens when people are not prepared. And, you know, I mean, all you got to do is walk into a grocery store now and look at the shelves in a grocery store. Um, Why don't people have more food and more supplies in their homes already? Why do they got to be rushing to the grocery store panic buying? Well, the reason they have to be rushing to the grocery store panic buying is because they don't have what they should always be keeping. Uh, You know, folks, I, I think you need to have 30 days worth of stuff. 30 days worth of stuff that you need to survive in your house or apartment or wherever you live. So figure out all the basics and figure out what you need for 30 days of all the basic items that you use and keep 30 days. You know, once once this whole thing gets somewhat back to normal and you're able to, um, you know, purchase items, supplies, food, things like that, I would say, you know, the basic principle, one of the basic tenets of being prepared, modern survival, no tinfoil hat kind of survivalism, is is having at least 30 days. So what if there is a quarantine for 30 days? You know, we have quarantine conditions here in the United States, but, you know, services are, are still pretty much open. But what happens if uh, if banks... And, and major services are not available, even what if, what if there's a problem with the water system or a problem with the electrical system and your ability to get power? What if you can't get money for 30 days? Think about that. 
What if you can't use your electronic forms of payment for 30 days? Do you have 30 days worth of cash? Or at least a couple of weeks worth of cash? Think about all that. You need to have all that and plan all that stuff. You have 30 days worth of toilet paper. Have 30 days uh, worth of sanitary supplies that are going to keep your household and your family going for a month. Uh, I, I believe over in Italy right now, as I as I dictate this podcast, they've pretty much got a, a total quarantine situation over there where only grocery stores, banks, and pharmacies are open. Pretty much everything else shut down. So, you know, it you got to be prepared for this kind of stuff. And a lot of people think that preppers are crazy people. And I'm wondering how many people right now think that preppers are, are crazy people. Um, I think right now we have conditions where people, ordinary people are thinking that people who are preppers or survivalists or even defensive-minded people, I, I think they realize that we're now smart. Uh, look, look at the price of ammo. Look at the price of ammunition. In about two weeks, it went up like uh, 35, 40%. You know, do you have 30 days worth of ammo? Do you have 60 days worth of ammo? So how much do you shoot? And uh, actually, I'd say with ammunition, you should probably have a 90-day supply of ammunition. 90 days. Because it seems like with guns and ammunition, it um, takes about 90 days to normalize. You know, guns. I mean, look at guns. Uh, right now, the, I haven't seen gun prices go up yet. I haven't seen gun prices go skyrocketing. But, but they might. They might. So just, just watch that. And if there's something you want to get, you know, get it now. If there's ammo you need, get it now. I would say get it now before the price even goes higher and higher and it's less and less available. Because we're at that point now where it really spiked up in price and a lot of the websites and even a lot of the stores are out of stock. So here we are. We're, we're back to the ammunition crisis again. And what's, what's going to be next, folks? What's going to be next? We're not fools. People who believe in, in being prepared, we're not fools. If, if you, you know... If you are someone that, that, that maybe you're listening to this show and you don't have a gun, you don't have any ammo, you, don't, you haven't done any basic preparing for your family, you know, um, come on, please, please get with it. And, and maybe you are a prepper, maybe you are um, pretty well set for self-defense, but do you know somebody else that, that's lacking? Do you have a family member? Do you have a friend? That just still doesn't get it. I think it's now. Now's the time to have a serious discussion with people that that don't get it, and just ask them. You know, what's it going to take? What kind of a crisis has to happen before you, you know, decide to to get prepared in all levels? And I'll tell you, I'm convinced of something. I'm I'm convinced of this, and unless I'm proven wrong, I'm probably going to stay convinced that the biggest reason that people don't prepare is because of money. I don't believe that the vast majority of Americans or even people in the world, I don't think that they are deniers anymore. I don't think that they deny that the, that emergencies and, and you know stink hit the fan events are going to happen. I don't think they're denying that anymore. I think 10 or 12 years ago, people were deniers. 
And they just thought, well, you know, something like this could not happen. A worldwide or nationwide disaster just probably isn't going to happen. I think we're past that point now. It has happened. And it's so now that it's happened, I don't think people are denying anymore. I think what it is is money. People don't want to part with their money to get prepared because it takes money. It takes money or resources or both. And if they don't have the resources to produce their own basic needs and produce their own methods of self-defense, you know, if they don't have the ability to do that, it takes money to buy that. You have to buy that. And I think that's the situation. So if people were smarter with their money, they could afford to have 30 days worth of food, 30 days worth of sanitary supplies, 30 days worth of water, 90 days worth of ammunition on hand at all time. Think about that. So maybe some of you own a lot of extra guns because you like to buy guns, but maybe you don't have enough ammo. Maybe you don't have that 90-day supply of ammo. Get it. Get it. And uh, I read somebody posted on Facebook recently Someone that I like to follow a lot that's a very knowledgeable gun person posted that that a friend of his asked him, gee, do you think I ought to get a handgun and some ammo right now? Now, <laughs> you know, I tell you, I, if somebody asked me the question, hey, Bob, do you think, I ought to, you think I ought to buy a handgun now and some ammo in case things get really bad? I'm probably going to respond in a friendly way, but I'm... Also probably going to add into my response something like, you know, where have you been? Where have you been? What, <laughs> what life have you been living in for the last, you know, 10, 12 years? Haven't you been able to see this and why not? You know, get a grip. Uh, wake up. Would you please wake up? And... um I just I, I think if somebody is at the point right now where they're still wondering, do do I need to have some kind of a of a gun or a firearm for 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 self defense and some ammo? Do do I need to have extra food? Do I need to have extra money? Do I need to have extra sanitary supplies? You know, do I need to have extra water? If people are, are still after all this asking that I, I don't know how much hope there really is for people like that. Because if they don't get it now, they're probably not going to get it. You know? That's that's just the way it is. Okay. I'm going to kind of get off of that subject. Uh, thank you is the main topic of this episode. And since this is episode 499, I want to take some time to thank people. A lot of people. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put out episode 500 on April 1st. I've already done five really good interviews, and I got a sixth interview coming up. So I'm going to go ahead and make the announcement right now. First of all, episode 500 is going to be split into two parts. It's going to be episode 500A and episode 500B. And I think I'm going to release them one week apart. So normally I do my podcast now, the 1st and the 15th. I think it's going to be April 1st is going to be 500A and uh, April 8th is going to be 500B. And then I'll probably take the rest of the month of April off. So there you go. A and B will come out within a week of each other in April, just because there's too much material for you to listen to it all in one episode. It'd probably be a four-hour episode. And 
I don't want to put a four-hour episode out there. It'll probably be two two-hour episodes. So here's this. I'm going to let you in right now and let you know who's going to be on episode 500, and then I'll start talking about my thank yous. Um, not necessarily in this order, but Glenn Tate is going to join us, the author of the great book series, 299 Days. He's also got a podcast now called Prepping 2.0. Glenn is going to be a guest on episode 500. Steve Zofi, one of the former hosts of the Power Factor show, which was an excellent video show, video podcast for six or seven years. And Steve was one of my first people that I started interviewing on a regular basis uh, over 10 years ago here on the Handgun World podcast. He comes back for episode 500. That's going to be some really good stuff too. And uh, both Glenn Tate and Steve Zofi hit it out of the park. All my guests, just they hit a home run with their interviews. Lloyd Bailey, the host and the creator of Armed Lutheran Radio and Unload and Show Clear podcast. He's going to be a guest with me on episode 500. He's going to be talking about his podcast, but it's not just going to be an infomercial for his podcast. He had a lot of really good material to talk about. And I, I, I really enjoyed it. And thank you very much, Lloyd. I appreciate it. Steve Zofi, thank you so much in advance for your time. I just can't tell you how, how fun that was. Glenn Tate, huge, huge thank you to you. I know you're a busy guy. Dr. John Adeen joins, uh, joins me on episode 500. I uh, just recorded that interview last night. John did a fantastic job. And he's just always got a lot of really, really good things to say. He got a new gun. We talked about his new gun. We talked about his training experiences. We talked about his advocacy for gun rights. So, Dr. John Adeen, thank you. I really appreciate your time. Your time's always, you know, you, you're a busy, busy guy. And so, whenever you decide to come on this show and give me your time, which is the greatest asset we all have, which is time, I very much appreciate that. John Payne from Suarez International also has been a regular contributor. Many, many interviews here on the, on the Handgun World podcast. John joins me on episode 500 for some really, really good stuff. Um, we kind of went back and talked about some older guns, guns that have been out for a long time but are still very viable. And John's just got always very, very good insight. John's doing a lot of different things now. He went back into law enforcement. He also... Uh, he's an FFL now and a pawn shop owner and everything. So we talked a lot about that too. And uh, not necessarily in this order, but uh, that's who's going to be joining me. And of course, Ben Branham. Uh, I'll be doing the interview with Ben between now and April 1st. I, I simply could not do episode 500 unless Ben was one of my guests. Uh, that just, well, you guys know how, how much of a, of a great. Um, friend Ben has been to me and how much just how much I've learned from him and the many years that we talk together and the times that he's been guests on this show and we regularly shoot competition together and go to training classes and things like that so Ben's going to be joining me so again that's six guests and all six guests by the way Ben's show if you don't know is modern self-protection he's got an excellent podcast also Listen to that, Modern Self-Protection.
So now you see why I had to kind of split it up into two episodes, 500A and 500B. Okay, my thank yous. There's just so many people I need to thank. You know, you hear that a lot, right? <laughs> Whenever people like get an award on some kind of a show or they hit some milestone, they got to say, there's just so many people I have to thank and there's just so many people that I need to thank that I don't have time to thank. And Folks, I'm going to tell you, that's true. That's true. There are so many people that I got to thank and I just simply don't have time to be able to get to every single one, but I want to mention some key people. Some key people. The Handgun World Podcast would not exist, and I certainly would not have got to 500 episodes if it wasn't for you, the listener, and all of you listeners who support me. I must start with this thank you. I must say to all of you, to all of you who regularly tune in, regularly download this show, I have to thank you from the bottom of my heart. There's just I cannot think of any really, really super good words to use greater than just, um, I don't know how else to thank you even more than I already have. Because very simply put, nobody is going to produce 500 podcasts unless they have listeners that want to listen to them. Nobody's going to do it. And so that's why I've done it, because of you. So many of you have supported me and even supported me financially. So many of you are members of the Shooters Club. And by the way, if you want me to keep on going and and get to another few hundred podcasts beyond this, please consider doing that. Um, You can support me for only $8 a month. And you're not just giving me $8 a month. You're getting a huge benefit watching videos on the Shooters Club website that Ben Branham and I produce. Terrific gun videos on there. Not just gun reviews, but shooting techniques, mindset applications, things like that. And also special audio podcasts with a lot of special guests that have been on this show and some are just special for the Shooters Club. So you you folks have been, you know, $75 a year, by the way, saves you some money. You, you folks who have been supporting me for $8 a month or $75 a year, just unbelievable. Thank you so much. It, it, it literally does keep me going both financially and it keeps me motivated all of you who over 300 of you who listen have written itunes reviews for me that keeps me going because what that does is that it makes it easier for other people to find this podcast especially when they go searching on itunes or apple podcasts as it's called now when they go searching for gun podcasts Naturally, those with a lot of reviews and good reviews are pretty easy to find. And so thank you. And if you've never done that for me, and uh, Apple Podcasts or iTunes is one of the ways that you get this show, then please uh, please write me a review. And actually write a review. That would be better than just a rating. You know, some people just give me a, a four-star or five-star rating. But if you'd actually write a review, that would be, 
you know, really super cool. Many of you have, have done that. I think it's over 350 of you have done it, something like that. I haven't checked for that in a while. Uh, over 4,000 of you have subscribed to me on YouTube, and I'm not a regular YouTube, YouTube uh, video producer. I'm not. I, I guess if I did it more regularly and promoted it more, I'd have a lot more than 4,000 subscribers, but I do have 4,000. So you can search Handgun World Podcast on YouTube uh, or go to youtube.com slash handgunworld and um, find me there. But consider subscribing to my YouTube channel. I got a lot of really good videos up there now. Many, many of them uh, that have been basically, some of them been out there for almost 10 years and then some some real recent. And I I guess I'm going to probably try to get back into it. I've given it a name called Bob's Bullet Points but it's all part of the same feed of the Handgun World Podcast YouTube channel. So I'm going to put some more Bob's Bullet Points videos out there, hopefully, if I can do that. Uh, I think I've got almost 1,000 people, no, actually more than that, almost 2,000 people following my Facebook page. And so thank you. Follow my Facebook page. And here's the most staggering thank you that, that I have to give and it's also it's it's all because of you the listener my podcast has been downloaded over 5.2 million times 5.2 million downloads i you know i i just i have to thank you guys so much and it's worldwide worldwide i think my show is being listened to in 14 or 15 different countries so for all of you who listen to me outside of America, uh, a special a special thank you to you as well. Some of you listen to me, I can tell by the statistics when I look at them, you listen to me from countries where you're not even really allowed to have firearms, or if you are, your rights for firearms are very, very limited. Well, well, thank you so much. I've, I have people in Great Britain. I have people in Australia. I have people in France. And I got people all over the world. Philippines. I got people in Japan listening to me. Uh, it's just, it's unreal. It's unreal. 5.2 million times. And I'm not bragging. I'm thanking. I'm thanking. Okay, I have to thank the Gun Rights Radio Network. Now, the Gun Rights Radio Network does not exist anymore, but a gentleman named Mark Vandenberg started the Gun Rights Radio Network. I don't know when that was, probably 12, 13, 14 years ago. And I used to listen to a couple of shows that were on the Gun Rights Radio Network. Ken Blanchard's podcast, Black Man with a Gun, that's what it was called at that time. And Michael Baines, Downrange Radio, and they were on the Gun Rights Radio Network. Oh, and and Eric Shelton's Handgun Podcast. Handgun Podcast. I did not copy his name, by the way. Uh, I told you guys uh, several years ago how I came up with the with the name Handgun World Podcast. Uh, I had really nothing to do with the Handgun Podcast. It just kind of strangely uh, worked out that way. But Eric Shelton was also on the Gun Rights Radio Network. I miss his show. I miss I miss Eric Shelton and his his handgun podcast was very very unique and it was very good. Those guys inspired me. They inspired me. That's who inspired me to do a show on firearms. Those three. Those three got me inspired. Mark was doing uh, I think the gun rights bar stool discussion 
or something like that where he and other people would kind of sit around a bar stool and talk about uh, gun rights and things like that. And he also did the Gun Rights Advocates podcast, which was pretty good. Well, I, I was just getting started in, in August of 2009. I started this show, August of 2009. And I was thrilled, folks, when I got 100 listeners. I, I, was, I was thrilled. I, I just, I was amazed. I got 100 listeners. I very much remember when I when I saw my number of subscribers and 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 weekly downloads and it was 100. I I just did not think that my my weekly listenership would ever be in the thousands, like it is now, and and the total downloads, 5.2 million. I just uh, you know I got to 100 and I thought okay well I these other guys they're real big they have big successful shows I got to 100. You know, I'll take that. But I, it kept on going. It kept on going. So, uh, <laughs> to you first 100 listeners, whoever you are, <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, but the Gun Rights Radio Network, I joined the Gun Rights Radio Network. I, I can't remember. I think it was after about a year of doing my show, I think, or maybe a little less than a year. And I was on the network many, many years until till the network ceased to exist. So thank you very much. That really launched my show in a big way. It really helped me become a lot more popular being on the Gun Rights Radio Network. Huge, huge. I mean, that just, and it was, I think it was kind of a stroke of luck that I was able to get on that show. I, I did actually, I approached Mark Vandenberg and I asked him, uh, you know, I said, hey, I got this podcast. Take a listen to it. See what you think. You know, hey, would it be possible for me, Mark, to to be part of your really cool network? And I got a response from him not too long after I sent him an email. And he said that he had listened to some shows of mine and he thought they were pretty good. And he was going to add me to the network. And wow. And then, of course, I thought, well, I'm the new guy on the network, right? So so not too many people are going to listen to me. But they had a good active uh, Internet forum and uh, other people welcomed me, other podcasters welcomed me to the network, and they started talking about me on their shows. And that's, that's how people got to know my show, and it just kind of it, it just went up from there. It just kind of blossomed from that. So not enough thank you. And I, I financially supported the Gun Rights Radio Network for several years as well. I, I did a lot of monthly support to help keep them going. That's why I mentioned earlier, um, please help me out because uh, that's, you know, it takes not only money, but it takes our time. And we're, we get a lot more motivated as, as radio show hosts and podcast hosts when we have financial supporters. Trust me, it makes a really huge difference. So that, that's, a, that's a big thank you. I just could not go without, uh, and that being the Gun Rights Radio Network. So I need to thank some other people, some specific people. First of all, let me start with the with the six guests that I have on episode 500. Glenn Tate, John Dean, Lloyd Bailey, John Payne, Steve Zofi, and Ben Branham. I really, really so much appreciate all the time and all the effort that you guys put in 
to do so many interviews with me. It just it it really made this show much more interesting and valuable to the listener. John Hadaway, um, I don't have a relationship with John Hadaway anymore, but John, if you happen to be listening, uh, or if some of you know John and you're listening, please give him a huge thank you for me. John really contributed a lot of really, really, really good interviews. And um, everybody who contributed their time and their awesome information, it just kept this podcast growing and growing and going and going on the way the way that it it is now recently uh spencer keepers thank you very much you've done some great interviews recently uh that have been terrific carl wren at kr training you know carl when i when i took a um, break from this show for almost two months i think it was about a year and a half ago when i did that um carl wren took over the handgun world podcast for several episodes and he interviewed a lot of really cool guests. You can go back through my old episodes and you can find those. Uh, if you use iTunes or Apple Podcasts, I think you can listen to the last 150 or 175 episodes. And then you have to go to the website after that, handgunworld.com. Got to go to my website and you can stream them off of my website. You can also download them and save them to your device if you want to do that. But Carl Wren did a fantastic job. And I've taken several classes from Carl Wren. First class. I mean, just terrific classes. But his ability to be a guest on this show was uh, was outstanding. He was a guest host for a long time. I had a few other guest hosts that did a terrific job also. Another thank you, or group of people, that I need to thank... Everybody who has taken one of my training classes in the past, and nearly all my training classes I did, uh, it was a joint instruction effort with Ben Branham. I did some classes that I taught my own uh, through Suarez International uh, for a couple of years. Any of you who took a class from me, I thank you so much. I thank you so much. Um, I've put I put training. Doing an, being an instructor, I put that on hold for a while. I'll probably come back to it one day, but I put it on hold for a while because I just don't have the time right now. But it's been, it's been such a pleasure to have you in my classes. It's, it's been an, an absolute honor that you thought enough of what I had to say that you decided to come take a training class with me. Because as I've always mentioned, I'm not ex-law enforcement, I'm not ex-military, I'm not a gunsmith, and I'm not even a firearms trainer anymore. I'm just an ordinary guy. I'm just an everyday guy that takes my Second Amendment rights seriously. I'm a, I'm a family man. I'm a Christian. I'm an ordinary guy. I'm just a guy off the street, but I really take my Second Amendment rights seriously, and I talk about it. And you thought enough of what I said to fill up classes for several years that I taught. And it was just such an honor, such an honor. And it was really just an extra way that I was having fun, giving back to the community, making a little extra money at the same time. And it was such a blast. And I got to travel around doing it 
for a while all over the United States. Really incredible. And to all of you who took a class from me, I'll back you up anytime if you need any assistance. Uh, if you have to you know, use your gun in self-defense, I hope you don't ever have to do. But if you need somebody to back you up uh, and I can help out in any way, please reach out to me. All of you came to one of my classes. You got a completion certificate. You got an official certificate from me. So you can claim that as, you know, hours towards your your group of training hours that you can prove that you're a, a well-trained individual. I remember when I first went to MAG-40, Masada Yub really stressed the point and made it very clear that to keep certificates and keep notes and keep records of all your training hours that you've had learning how to be a responsible gun owner and that that, that could do very well for you if you ever had to go to court. That's good evidence. That's good positive evidence that can help you. So I'm, I'm happy to be part of that for all of you who came to my classes. And most of all, I hope that in some way I, I helped you become a better shooter and I, and I helped you with your self-defense techniques and helped you with my mindset. If I helped a little bit, then that's been my goal. Ralph Waldo Emerson once said, to know that even one life breathed easier because I've lived, that is to have succeeded. And that's kind of always been a philosophy of mine. To know that even one person has benefited because of something that I did, to me that's success. And now here I am in 2020 realizing that thousands have benefited from what I've done. It's just, um, it, it's a blessing from God. It really is, folks, because I think I have to save the most important thank you for now. I got to cover it here at the end. This is my my most important thank you. The Lord God Almighty deserves the most important thank you from me because he has given me the skills, he's given me the motivation to do what I've done. And he also gave me a good background. He gave me a good background in public speaking and and sales. Yes, I'm the one that did it, but but he gave me a good foundation because he gave me a good upbringing. You know, during during a very very bad situation when I was a young young man, God sustained me through the whole bad situation that I went through for years and years and years. And he kept me motivated and I was able to get some real good training when I was young. And uh when I look back on it all, it just truly was a blessing and you know, God put the right people in my in my life at the right times. He put the right people in my life at the right times. And generally, if you stay open-minded, if you if you worship the Lord, if you keep your if you read your Bible, if you regularly attend worship, and it just it does something to your life. And I've done it since I was a teenager. It does something to your life that changes your life for the positive. It does. But you just have to be consistent. And all of you know I don't mind talking about my faith. I'm actually proud of my Christian faith. I'm proud of it. And I'll never apologize for it because there's nothing to apologize for. Okay? It's a positive. And so, and I want to let you know about it. 
So I and I also thank I also thank all of my mentors. I thank all of my mentors from when I was young. Tom Hopkins. Tom Hopkins has nothing to do with firearms. He's he's a a sales trainer and a motivator from back in the day. A terrific sales trainer and, and, and an excellent motivator. And I had a chance to work for him for seven years. I worked directly for Tom Hopkins for seven years, and that's that's been a big part of my foundation. Jim Rohn, the great Jim Rohn, R-O-H-N, um, great, one of the greatest philosophers of our time. I had a chance to work with him too, another guy that gave me a really good amount of training when I was a youngster. And I did, believe it or not, folks, um, well, you probably would believe it now because I've done nearly 500 podcasts on firearms and almost 300 on survival. I did over 3,000 sales training sessions in about seven years. Think about that. Some of them were only 30 minutes in length, but I did over 3,000 of them in person. In person. I would show up at company sales meetings. I was invited, of course, and I would go into a company sales meeting and I would give a presentation. Anywhere from sometimes as short as 20 minutes, on the average, 45 minutes. And I did it 3,000 times in seven and a half years and I think I sold I sold about 75,000 tickets I think about a thousand tickets a year I think something like that and those were tickets that for people to come to our seminars that we were promoting because I just simply because I would go into a company and sometimes I'd do three a day I'd go into a, a business that had salespeople and I'd do sometimes I'd do three of these a day I'd do one in the morning, one in the mid-afternoon, and one in the evening. Usually it was, tw- it was two times a day. So all that, i got to thank all those people, all those people who invited me in to do that, all the people who bought tickets from me, all the people who helped me get all that good training as well. I've mentioned that. But again, there's a lot more people. There are a lot more people that deserve my thank you and... Um, I just don't have the time to get to them all, but you know who you are. You know, and I've told you, you know, most of the time, people throughout my past, I've told them, I take the opportunity when I can to say, you know, you've really helped me. You've helped me grow. Thank you. You've done something good for me. You've, gone, you've given me something that's going to last the rest of my life. And I tell them that one of the greatest things that you can do is thank somebody at the time that they're helping you because you might not ever get a chance to thank them again. Think about that. Thank them at the time that they're helping you because you may never get a chance to thank them again. Bold words right there. And I just, I came up with that myself, but it, it's so true. It's so true. You, you don't know if you'll ever get a chance to thank them again. So, Please, I want you all to use, use some of the most important words in the English language. And, and I, think, I think the two, I think two of the ten most important words in the English language are thank you. Thank you. I, those two, I think, are up in the top ten of the most important things. And no matter what language you speak, whatever you have to speak, say thank you to people. And you can expand it even more. Thank you for helping me. Thank you for helping me grow. 
Thank you for what you have done for me. It means a lot. When you do and say things to that, you know, you, you never get a, a, a bad response to that. I've never received a bad response from anybody when, I, when I've said thank you or thank you for helping me or thank you for what you've done. You've helped me a lot. Never got a bad response from that. So I'll tell you, if you ever want to start off a conversation with somebody on a good note, start with that. Now, you've got to be sincere. It doesn't work if you're not sincere. But, you know, start off with that. You, at least you're starting everything off on a positive note. So I'm going to end on a positive note. Episode 500 is going to be a big one. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to do much on that show except play the interviews. I, there's not going to be a lot of introduction. There's not going to be a lot of uh, commercials or anything like that. It's just going to be my six guests sharing a lot of really good information with us. So I, I so I'm getting the thank yous and everything out of the way and the promotions and everything out of the way right now. Please remember this show is sponsored by Concealment Solutions. Concealment Solutions makers of fantastic holsters. Concealmentsolutions.com. You get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code HandgunWorld at checkout. And I've I've talked endlessly about the holsters I own that have been built by Jason and his team over at Concealment Solutions. Just absolute fantastic products. So that's it, folks. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. I'm Bob Main. I carry a gun because I can't carry a cop. By the way, I'm going to say that one more time on episode 500. Then I think I'm going to stop using that tagline. Um, I think after 500 times, everybody's got the point. <laughs> I'm going to keep that on my website. I carry a gun because I can't carry a cop. But, you know, time for some changes after episode 500. Folks, don't forget. You, you need to make sure. Make sure that you're staying consistent with your training and keeping your mind open. So remember, the loudest sounds that a shooter hears is a bang when he's expecting a click or a click when he's expecting a bang. Don't hear one of those two signs. Shoot straight, shoot safe, read your Bible every day, and I'll talk to you in episode 500. Thank you.